0: Um, yeah. I was just listening to your, your stuff. Listen to the video and he uploaded a few days ago about forgiveness and you read through Ezekiel and some of that stuff. It was really good, man.
1: It's Thanks man. It's
0: an interesting conversation.
2: Yeah. With
1: Christian and I think it was Craig and Mitch or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do You got any thoughts on that? Or? Um, You guys were talking about the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit.
0: And I like, you're talking about it in terms of like unforgiveness, which I think is fine. Or someone was talking about it in terms of unforgiveness. It's probably me. <laughs> but, yeah, it was someone. But, but I think that's, I think that works. But it's also like, if, if the Holy Spirit is that which like kind of guides you beyond yourself to the transcendent in, in some sort of, Truth that that's outside of yourself, um. You know, if you if you don't trust that, if you blasting him against the Holy Spirit, let's say, mean meaning, if you don't trust that, then um, uh, you're kind of lost. And like in in that sense, like it's in connecting back to your your conversation, like that's that's what provides forgiveness. it's, it's what um enables you to move on be transformed all that stuff and if you blaspheme against that like what what hope is there for you like that's the thing that's like it's like the the voice calling out to you to that to rescue you and then you shun that and then you're kind of that yeah but you guys were ta- kind of talking about that along those lines anyway but
2: yeah, no, I think I'm tracking with you. That's that's kind of how I feel when uh the when Moses um what is it in Exodus? I refer to this part sometimes too, but like uh where um, God says, "Move away from these people, I'm going to destroy them." And then Moses, I'm just gonna
1: look at it real quick. I got my Bible here
2: because he but says I'm My to-
1: Bible too. <laughs> All right. Let Let's see where it's at. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it says
2: um. Uh, what does he say? Now it came to pass the next day, you have committed a great great sin. So now this is what Moses said to the people. You have committed a great sin. So now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. And Moses returned to the Lord and said, oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a God of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book, which you have written. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. It's like, if it's not uh, forgiveness, like you said, there's no hope. I'm just like, Like it's not even to make that statement to me. Like if you like block me out of your book, it's not really even a statement of like defiance or anything. It's just more like if you're not a God who forgives, like well, I have no part in your story. Like there's no yeah, there's no hope for me here.
0: So yeah, um, I want to talk to you about Job. Yeah, let's do it. Um, did you (laughs) did you watch the latest video that me? The last I one. wanted to. I wanted to. Right. I
2: haven't gotten to it yet. Well, I'm
0: going to talk about something that we talked about there, so, but I just okay. wanted to know if if you heard about it or you listened to it or not, because you've been following quite a few of the videos. You've been leaving lots of comments.
2: Uh, yeah, I've been watching all of them, so that's why. Yeah, that's probably where you noticed. If I if I had watched this latest one, there probably would have been like 10 comments on really, it. Sure.
0: <laughs> right. <Yeah>. So <clears throat> this goes along with all your ideas about uh God's mercy seat and all that which is really uh interesting to me and and seems like it runs into what i'm finding in job so there's something interesting that happens
1: um so in job 40 let's see um
0: so so god appears to job in the whirlwind god talks about um sort of the wonders of nature, then the animals. And then uh, Job answers. And Job's answer, he just says, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once and will not answer twice, but will proceed no further. Um, And this is alluding to something that Job said earlier, which is, when he would, he would, he's remembering the days of old when he would come to the city gate and all the men are gathered. And, and when he would speak words to them, it was like words of wisdom. And he, he said, men would, would put their hands over their mouths, not because they were afraid of Job or because they, uh, or not because they, Thought They themselves were terrible. It's just that they wanted Job to speak. And Job said, my words for them were like the latter, the latter rains. It was like this refreshing rain that comes. Um, and so he's remembering <clears throat> his old, the old days when that was the case. And, and then he laments kind of how he's become a byword among his people. And so that, this is why Job covers his mouth. Um, as God speaks it's not because he's afraid of God or he's feels belittled he, he's actually like it's it's in a sense he's in the he's in the presence of wisdom and wonder and Job doesn't want to speak so then God says this next after he kind of God says dress for action like a man I will question you you make it known to me <clears throat> and then in verse 10 through 14 i'll just read this says adorn yourself with majesty and dignity clothe yourself with glory oh wait i gotta read the first the verses ahead of this to make sense of it so i'll start in verse 8 will you even put me in the wrong will you condemn me that you may be in the right have you an arm like god and can you thunder with a voice like his adorn yourself with majesty and dignity clothe yourself with glory and splendor Pour out the overflowings of your anger and look on everyone who is proud and abase him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them in the dust together, bind their faces in the world below. And I also, I will also acknowledge to you
1: that your own right hand can save you. So, anyway... Like I was a little confused through through with that little section
0: because it sounds like the uh the vengeful old testament god that's kind of caricatured by like, you know, he's just angry and vengeful and gonna smite everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh well, so God speaks he talks about behemoth and then Leviathan. And then we come to the end of the book, which, which is the epilogue. And Job makes this beautiful confession. And then after that, God rebukes the friends. Um, and so I'll read, I'll read for chapter 42, verse seven. It says, uh, after the Lord has spoken these words to Job, The Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, that's his first friend. My anger burns against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken to me what is right, as my servant Job has. Now, therefore, take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant Job shall pray for you, and I will accept his prayer not to deal with you according to your folly, for you have not spoken to me what is right, like my servant Job has so Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuite and Zophar the Naamathite went and did what the Lord had told them and the Lord accepted Job's prayer um so
1: this is this is interesting because um i feel like this is
0: this whole scene of of Job being set up as the mediator between him and his friends um, is a fulfillment of what I just read in 40, which is how God treads down the wicked where they stand and how he binds their faces in the, in the earth. It's by reconciling and um, offering forgiveness to them. But they're so, <clears throat> you know, Sherry likes to say that the friends like have this sort of mechanical worldview. Like they're like, yeah. I'll do this and God will respond like this, you know, and it's just sort of like
2: a, a very. Um, yeah. It feels like karma to me. Like a, I yeah. Think, yeah. Like they, they kind of see it as like karma, karma a karmic system or something.
0: Yeah. And, and so God almost kind of like gives them something to do, but they have to bring it to Job, who is the one who's not following that
1: system. He's mm-hmm. the one who wants to see God and, Um, and
0: so, uh, but I was thinking about that in terms of, of your idea of, of truth on the mercy seat. And it, it seems like what I read in chapter 40 with God saying, I'm going to tread down the wicked where they stand. And then the, the forgiveness that is offered, you know, the sacrifice that the friends need to bring and the forgiveness and prayer offered to them by Job. Um, I think that's a fulfillment of what God was talking about. That's how he does it. That's how he conquers the wicked and how he brings them down is by reconciling with them. And and um
1: Yeah.
2: Mercy, yeah, mercy triumph and silver judgment type thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was something brand new for me that I just like learned as I was going through this last part of Job
2: um yeah i feel like i feel like you're right when you have to actually wrestle with forgiveness it's like an extremely humbling thing uh because you have to actually contend with yourself in a way too and recognize you need it and recognize you need mercy and then uh and recognize you need um love that goes beyond yeah karma goes beyond this mechanical world system that um there's a love that goes beyond it and runs deeper than it, I guess. So it's like, a, like the two sons, the prodigal son and the older son. Like the older son, um, I mean, I guess you could say maybe, like you could. I guess you, you can't really say definitively, but you could ask the question: Which one ultimately knows his father's love more? Is it the one who one often wastes his wealth and and realized his father's love? Is it isn't upon him doing works mm-hmm. or following his footsteps or something? Yeah, but then having to wrestle with going back to your father and actually receiving his forgiveness is so humbling. It's just, it's crushing. Yeah. Yeah. And then if your father comes to you, comes to find you and you choose the opposite and just harden yourself, it's like that, that I think is kind of like the judgment. It's just going to, you're ultimately, it's going to crush you and, uh, rip you apart or you could look at it as you're just doing that to yourself ultimately. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But it's like the closer God draws near, it's like, are you doing it to yourself or is he doing it to you? Because it's like, it's just, you know, when love just like, especially forgiveness, like if someone's trying to offer you forgiveness and you don't want it, it's just like, uh, there's this level of pride. That's just, I don't know. That's, uh, extremely destructive, but you don't want it when you think you're right. You're just like, that's why it's so offensive. You're like, I don't need this. This Right. I'm, I'm fine.
0: Yeah yeah and it, it reminds me of like an exodus where it says like at sometimes that pharaoh hardened his heart and then some other times it says that god hardened pharaoh's heart like you, yeah. it's it's hard to figure out the <laughs> the causality of all that
1: because yeah, like yeah
0: like sherry was talking about just the pres like just by god coming mm-hmm. there's a judgment that takes place it's it's you know yeah in in god's speech he says uh uh let me find it because it's He says, uh, this is a chapter 38 verse, uh, 12. He says, have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it. It's changed like clay under the seal and its features stand out like a garment from the wicked. Their light is withheld and their uplifted arm is broken. And, uh, there in verse 13, where it says that the dawn might take a hold of the skirts of the earth and the wicked are shaken out of it. Um, it, I, I never thought of the idea of, you know, you know, we'll, we'll ask God, like, where's your justice? God, w- when are you going to bring an end to the wicked kind of thing? Like when, when is evil going to be no more? He's like, I do it every day by, sh- by, when when the dawn rises, when the sun rises, that light sends all the wicked scattering. Yeah. The light itself is the judgment, and yeah, and yeah. it's it's you know just bringing things to light. Um and uh
2: yeah, because then you see yourself and others see you, and then you just you gotta you either flee away in terror or let it change you, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah. But I think yeah. this is just such a beautiful image. Like it's just like every day this happens. The light shines. So
2: Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, and it kind of makes you think, it reminds me of that verse. There's some weird verse in Isaiah where it talks about uh, um in the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun, as the light of seven days, or something like that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, because so I'm, I'm not I'm oh, not really okay.
0: familiar with Isaiah.
2: Uh, let me see if I can find it. It's a yeah, it's kind of a cool part. Um, gosh, I don't know exactly where it's at. Um, okay, yeah, here it is, Isaiah thirty, verse twenty six. Moreover, the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be sevenfold as the light of seven days in the day that the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. Yeah. So I just kind of like you're talking about the sun comes every day and every day, but it's coming into like, uh like this full state when the glories fully manifest. And it's like, I think Sherry's right. When she says that, um, you know, when God's, uh, his coming is his judgment and it's, um, I guess it's just your posture to it in a way. That's why like his love to me, it just seems like his love is the fires of hell. It's the same thing. It's just, uh, resisting to it. And like, I think, I think there was one part in the gospels where, um, jesus is prophesying about uh their destruction or something and then he says it might be in luke and he says because you didn't recognize the hour of your visitation or something like that and mm-hmm. it's like doesn't that, that phrasing always stood out to me and maybe it's translated weird but just the fact that it's like it's just him visiting like he just comes and it's like the, the father comes and it should be i don't know like it should be a good thing but it's just like if you're if you're resisting it and just resentful i don't know it's just uh it could be it could be hell for you if you're just going to kick at it and scream and yeah uh, and resist his the light like you're talking about the light the love the life uh yeah and if you look at it and if i I don't know for some reason it works in my head better if i look at it in terms of forgiveness i guess because it's just kind of like that to me if god if god showed up and said i forgive you and I thought I didn't do anything wrong. I'd be like, "Who are you?" Especially if it was a person, or like got through another person. Like if someone Jason, comes up and I like, forgive I- you, yeah, and it's just like, well, "Who are you?" Like, what did I do? Come on, screw <laughs> up, yeah. But then it's like, but the uh, gosh, like the only, the only re- like it seems to me like the only proper response for that, the um, like when John the Baptist is like saying, "Repent," when the kingdom is at hand, it's like the only proper response is to repent. Because it's like if I'm like. No, I don't need repentance, so it's like, well, then obviously I do. Like, I mean I could probably find somewhere in my life where I could be humbled a little bit so, well, the, but the the but the message like kind of just kind of just rubs you the wrong way all the time. Uh, I don't well, like I don't know. that's
0: an interesting thing about the book of Job is because that's what his friends tell him to do. Tell, mm. like like I think very early like the first response to Job was uh job you need to repent and God is good and kind and he'll restore you. He's because Job is asking in chapter three, he's asking, why is God keeping me alive? He's, he kind of has this lament and he wants to be uncreated. Yeah. And then, and this sort of, and then he's like, why does God give me breath? What's the point of this? I'm just suffering. Um, and so his friend says, um, well, there's a reason why God's kept you alive. It's because he wants, he's given you a chance and here's your chance. Repent and God will restore you and he'll give you more than you had before. And he's loving and kind and gracious. But if you harden your heart, um, then, then you deserve what's, what, what's happened to you. And Job's yeah. like furious about this. He's like, <laughs> he, he's like, no, I'm not going to. And what you're saying are, is lies. You're lying for God. By by telling me I need to repent, and and Job's, well, Job's vindicated about that. Mm-hmm. So that there, Sherry talks about the idea of integrity. Um, and and that's what Job is defending. He's defending his own integrity. Um, and it has something to do, you know. It's not like pride in yourself. it's it's some it's and it's not like it's not self-esteem. It's some sort of confidence in the goodness of God's creation. and you' and job is confident in the creation that he is. And so he has this sense of integrity. It's hard to describe a little bit, but his friends interpret this as pride. And then they interpret that further as wickedness because he's defending this integrity and, and it's hidden. You can't, you can't see it. And especially after everything he's suffered, the friends have every, every reason to doubt his integrity because the doctrine of retribution says the wicked suffer and the righteous are rewarded. So if you're suffering like this job, especially like, in In a way that was clearly you know, you lost everything in a single day. Uh, it's obviously divine. it's it's obviously uh, sent by God. it's not a it's not a coincidence. So obviously, there's something going on and and so they're, they're you know, this gets to their mechanical worldview is like, well, if you repent, God will re- restore. If you don't yeah. repent, God will punish and and job rejects this um and he doesn't even have a clear answer all he because it's not like he has a reason he he doesn't have a reason that's been thought out all he has is a sense of his of his own integrity that's all he's going on yeah um and this is what god sees in the beginning when when you know job's said it said that he's blameless and upright and then after Satan strikes him the first time God says, look, look at my servant, Job. He still, he still maintains his integrity. Uh, And, And then Satan doubles down and says, well, if you strike his body with illness, then he'll curse you, which, which he doesn't. And it seems like that hidden integrity is what God was
1: valuing the whole time. And, and that, um, that integ—it's
0: something like that integrity in Job needed to be known.
1: Needed to be made known. But how how do you get the world to know about? How do you get the world to know about that? Um, and so basically, I I think. Um, that that there there was a comment or a, a
0: commentary I read from a sixth century Christian that said Job was beaten with a rod and so that his so that his fragrance could be spread more widely so that everyone could know. Yeah. Um. And th- there's obviously allusions to to christ in there that he yeah. he's raised up on the cross so that everyone will know that every knee will bow every tongue confess and um
2: yeah yeah i think you're right i love that quote i think i heard you mention that
1: before yeah. but, oh,
0: anyway i bring that up just just to be like there, there's uh you know like you said you're like there's obviously something i could repent of if if someone said repent and i mean in i mean i know yeah. what you mean like yeah yeah in, in in a in one case that's true but in another case it's like it's like no yeah <laughs> I, I see what you're saying yeah <laughs> because, because you can't really
2: turn i can't you can't you can easily turn repentance into a mechanical system like like and mm-hmm. then you're and then you're looking for what can i do what can i do what can i do mm-hmm. and it's just uh and it's really just a a turning closer to God, uh, there's this, I used to pray it. I need to pray it more. I used to pray it like when I first started coming back to God, but I would say, please always keep me in a continual state of repentance. And I think what I meant by that is just always, a a posture of just seeking, um, to turn, turn, turn more and more towards him. Um, yeah. Cause if it becomes a, a way of like, Pentenance or whatever that term is, where you're like looking for what can I do, what can I do, what can I, uh, yeah. what can I do better, what can I stop doing? Then it's just, then you're right back in the karma system, and then you're back in, uh, yeah, what Job's friends kept talking about. I don't know, and I really, I really sympathize with his friends a lot because I'm yeah, just like, uh, yeah, I think there's something. I don't know if there's something there in the fact that I don't know if all of them, uh, Job as well, could have been previously seeing the world that way before this happened i don't know because it sometimes i wonder that just because they they call him the teacher sort of like he taught people and it's like did his friends actually learn this from him and then they're just spitting his own oh, right like yeah but i mean there's that's just total speculation but then even still it's just i think i sympathize with them mostly just because it's just so easy to fall into that um that category of like what what can I do? What can I? How can I earn God's love? Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's it's so easy. But there, then yeah, you read through it, you're just like, man, you guys are just being cruel to him, and like, <laughs> man, it's, and his yeah, his integrity is like, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it because it's not. Uh, I like what you're getting at because it's like it, it's deeper and goes beyond what I normally, uh, perceive, integrity as because mm-hmm. like when you normally hear the word you would think something like uh like you almost equate it to works or something but it's more of like a right. uh it's deeper it's like the this holding like fast to god yeah 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 and it's it's kind of reminds me of like when peter says to jesus like where else should i go like you have the like i'm not this this is all i have it's just mm-hmm. i don't know it's something under underlying all of that it's just uh yeah, and the the suffering part it reminded me of um I mentioned this uh because I've been I've been talking to Jacob uh lately uh, you know Jacob right yeah yeah and so he mentioned Isaiah fifty three because he'll say the suffering servant and he'll always say it's like plural or something that though the he'll refer to the word deaths and he'll be like see deaths is plural and um and I think you could read that two ways like I think you could think of it as like well I die daily like mm-hmm. I have all these deaths but then if you you could actually I actually like what he does though. Cause he, he says it's just about the suffering servant. And I'm like, I think that's probably like, that's more accurate. It's about Christ, but it's about more, more rightly the suffering servant. Cause you read through it and I'm like, man, it sounds a lot like Job. Like you're talking about, like it pleased, <laughs> it pleased the Lord to crush him. Like it pleased nope. him to beat him with a rod to disperse that fragrance or something because mm-hmm. the, so that the world might be blessed by it. And it's like, what a, awful thing and what an <laughs> honor at the same time it's like i don't know he's this i know right like i'm um, like one of the most amazing like characters in the entire bible now and and god mentions him later like he, i think in the book of ezekiel god brings him back up and he's like even if like he he references joke and that mm-hmm. i'm just like man that's and then in the book of james i think it talks about him again and i'm just like man that's just
0: yeah uh, yeah oh um, man I'm going through first Samuel with some guys and, uh, we're right at like first Samuel 20 or something. It's right. When, when David kind of flees Saul for, you know, David's been like fighting for Saul, like being a commander. He's also been like in his court, like eating at meals and, uh, playing music for him. Um, and so he's like involved in, 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 uh, saul's kingdom but but like in several chapters before like saul is rejected by god and sam and david's anointed as king and so there's this you know and and samuel does all this and then kind of like leaves town it's like i've had enough of saul (laughs) and so Saul's kind of like trying to hold on to the kingdom and david's here uh and and David has that integrity that similar to Job um, because like, you know, when Samuel comes to anoint David, he, he, you know, sees all the older brothers and, and God's like, no, 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 it's not by outward appearances. And then he says, you know, and he's asked Jesse, do you have another son? He's like, well, yeah, David's out watching the flocks. And, and then God's like, yes, that's, that's the man. And, and there's an integrity that God recognizes in David and then um David's doing his best you know David gets anointed which has got to be <laughs> mind boggling that so Samuel comes and anoints you king but then you're not really king Saul's still king there's still like this earth like so so like what do you do and then Saul has brings you into his service and like you're serving the king and like, you're doing good things for him. And he, he, Saul is constantly getting angry at David because he's, you know, Saul, Saul has slayed his thousands. David is 10,000. <laughs> the people are singing this song and, and Saul's getting all butthurt about it because yeah. <laughs> he wants it to be about him. And then, and then, uh, there's the, all of chapter 20 is about, um, David's just like hyper paranoid because Saul has already tried to kill him multiple times. Jonathan's trying to play a, like a, a role, like trying to keep, you know, he's like, no, my dad's not trying to kill you. Uh, I would know about it. And David's like, no, I'm just like days away from death. You don't understand. And Jonathan's like, okay, what do we do? And they hatch the plan. To You know, David's not going to go to the feast. And if Saul gets angry, then he'll know. So David doesn't go to the feast and Saul gets angry and Jonathan knows. And um, this is the last, I think this is the last time Jonathan and David see each other. They're like, they're like kindred spirits. Cause, cause Jonathan, even though he's the Prince, he's in line to be King next. He recognizes the same integrity in David. Um, and, you know, he says to him before he goes, he's
1: he's, he's like, remember me when, when you come into your kingdom, when, when, when Damn. you rule. And there's, there's just this, man,
0: it's just heartbreaking. Cause then David like goes off like they're, they weep together. Then, then David just leaves. And then like for the rest of the book of Samuel, like David's just being hunted. He's like, <laughs> he acts crazy. He's like, running around with these, these men who are questionable, you know, David's mighty men, like all these sort of scoundrels and stuff. They sort of gather around him and he, you know, he's, he's nothing close to a King. He's sort of this like Robin hood ish character, like out in the woods, <laughs>
1: like just sleeping
0: yeah. in caves and, and. That's cool. Just, I never just, thought about that before. Just suffering. um, And, but he's anointed to be King. Yeah, and he's a man after god's heart and like he he gets just totally banished and hunted and and he has chances to kill saul and he doesn't do it yeah which which just speaks even greater volumes to his integrity you know what Mm. i mean yeah um but yeah i see the same sort of that that same sort of thing in David that I was trying to talk about in terms of Job, and uh, yeah, and and what what is that where where, you know, David has to be exiled and suffer and go through all this stuff, and and in order that his um I don't know his integrity can actually be displayed for everyone to see. Because isn't that the accusation Satan levels at Job at the beginning of, of the book of Job? Satan basically says that Job's not righteous because that's who he is. It's it's because you bless him and yeah. saying to God, 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 you bless him and you protect him. It's, he's not actually good. He's just doing yeah. this because he gets a payoff.
2: Yeah, yeah. He blesses um, you because you bless him. You and if you curse him, he'll just curse you.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, you think about any sort of, let's say there's just some wonderfully successful man's got a wonderful family, got a very successful business, um, seems to be very philanthropic and uh, upright and and seems to be faithful to his family or whatever. And you can always level the accusation and be like, well, he's just doing it because everything's working. Like, yeah, you know, how, you know, just take all that away and then he'll, he'll be, you know, backstabbing and murdering and committing adultery in no time. Um, but yeah. it's, it's when all that's given, taken away is when,
1: you know, because it's not just like a, I don't know. I, I think it's,
0: I don't, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? I've been talking for
2: a while. No, no, no. Yeah, this is great. I don't know. Yeah, I'd I'd like to get a better grip on like what this word means. I was, while you were talking too, I tried to look up what that word integrity meant in Job and it just said integrity. And I'm like, well, (laughs) that's helpful. But I think it also said, I think it might've said when I looked down, scrolled down a little further, it said like innocence or something. So I was wondering if there's, if maybe there's a connection to some sort of um, like childlikeness to it as well, or something, because well, yeah, it Sherry is.
0: Sherry equates it to virginity, also.
2: Oh wow, that's interesting. Mary's virginity
0: yeah. is her is her integrity, and oh, it's okay. the virginal aspect yeah. that enables you to uh, receive Christ in you.
1: Yeah, that's Christ really is born
0: of a virgin.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you look at it as in virginity in terms of like dedication or something, that that makes sense too. Like I. I'm dedicated to this one to God and that's all I know. And that's all.
1: Mm-hmm. So even
2: if he curses me, I'm still, I'm still dedicated. I'm still, he's still my King. He's still my husband. Mm-hmm. He's still my, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, there's something to that. Definitely. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint. Cause it's like, uh, cause the word integrity is just a word and it's like, what's the, no. there's like a fundamental spirit behind it that, that is uh, so, Uh, deep and binding that it's like hard to hard to like the the word in our english word integrity doesn't really seem to kind of but give justice to it but it may maybe maybe it's the best word we have for it but i don't know
0: yeah and it has something to do also with like the self in sort of a jungian sense um okay or or in how peterson talks about the self and even when peterson points to uh like when he talks about the golden ball like Jung talks about the the golden ball too because it's in a, alchemical sim, symbolism and stuff, and yeah. then it shows up in Harry Potter as the snitch. Is it the that when when they're playing the Quidditch game or whatever? I don't know if you know the yeah in, never, in Harry I've, Potter in 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 this. I wasn't allowed to watch
2: those <laughs> devil movies.
0: <laughs> I wasn't though. but Yeah. But Peterson brings it up because this golden ball is in the is in the movie. And it's actually part of a game that they play when they're at school. They ride ride around on broomsticks and they like throw. They have this bigger ball that they throw through hoops to get points. Yeah. So that's like the main game is they're like flying around the stadium, throwing this ball through these different hoops. And they're they're getting they're They get points that way. But there's actually a secondary game that's happening at the same time, which is. Uh, there's two, there's a seeker on each team and they're after this little thing called the snitch. And it's like, it's, it's this little golden ball with wings that like zips around like a, like a hummingbird on, on speed or something. And so it's flying around and Harry Potter was a, was a seeker at at school in the game. So he was like always flying after this snitch during the games. And in one of the games, he like catches it Um but it ends up it, later on in the movie it ends up being something like they he has to find this that snitch that was used in the game and, and then it had i forget what it had inside of it anyway he like he has to use a, a special magic spell but it opens up and there was like it's key to the ending of the of the story i forget what it was but huh. Um, anyway, that, that golden ball it's, it shows up in fairy tales too, as the golden ball, the, mm-hmm. like the princess and the frog, like she's playing with a golden ball and then it falls down in the water. And the, she's like, Oh no, my golden ball. And the frog says the frog's a prince. And he's like, if you, he needs to get kissed in order to break the spell that's been cast on him. And so he's like, if I get the golden ball for you, will you give me a kiss? And she says, yeah. So he brings the golden ball up. And then she kisses him and turns him back into a prince. At least I think that's how the story goes that's
1: interesting.
0: but but Jung talked about all that as symbolism for the self, um, which I think has something to do with uh, and you know, and he equated Christ as a figure of the self um mm-hmm. and there's, there's some kind of connection there with integrity too, that kind of, you know, I was trying to f- figure out how to define this thing. Um,
2: yeah. I don't know. It seems to show up in all the prophets though, for sure. Like you mentioned in David and then all the other prophets, it's like you read the book of Hebrews when it talks about them being son and son two and everything. And it's like, what is this? This uh, it's in like all the suffering servants and Job is kind of, you know, he's an individual but he's also like a collective body for uh suffering humanity or something and it's um but there's this yeah this uh that whatever this integrity is this golden ball this self it's like uh yeah it's so deep um that i, I don't yeah i wouldn't even want to categorize it as like your soul or something like it seems different but it's uh
0: yeah, it is something different
2: yeah but it's yeah it's incredibly powerful um yeah i mean well, i don't know maybe you could just say it's love but i don't know what you call it but then it's it's then why wouldn't you just say that you know it's something well, else it's like that. i mean the, it
0: seems to be something that you can defend that you never have to repent of and that you can always defend oh yeah Yeah, you yeah. know it, it's some aspect of yourself that's that way yeah that, that that's that's that image of god um, yeah
2: yeah there's kind of this i like what's sherry said you or maybe it was you that said it i can't remember and it was like uh you almost have a claim on god you can put it yeah because he created you so it's kind of something like that like i'm your, i don't know there's something i or maybe i don't know if it's that but it seems similar Yeah,
0: that's george mcdonald he he says he in his like essay on job that's how he ends it is is by saying that um making a claim on God is what God wants you to do. So, and, and he, he sort of frames it in terms of, uh, like God created you and you yeah. exist. You didn't have a choice to exist. This mm-hmm. is the Hegelian thrownness. Um, you're thrown into the world, thrown into existence in some, in some ways, uh, you can, you can say, look, I didn't choose any of this. <laughs> this is and and." in, Job in chapter three kind of gets to this too. He's he's like, it would be better if I was never born. Yeah. Then and it wasn't just about his suffering, although it was. But but he he's like he wants to know the reasons for all this. Yeah. Um, and he's and yeah. um, lost my train of thought. But
2: no, I know what you mean. It's like yeah, yeah, because God, it's like a child making a claim on his father and uh it reminded me of this uh it's just king arthur story i can't remember which one it was but it's got sir gawain in it that's how you say his name and he uh i can't remember exactly what happens it's like very vague but i need to i need to listen to it again but he um there's some guy he comes across and i can't remember if uh, what happens but somehow he ends up uh killing the guy's wife on accident or something yeah. like that and then um because I think he's gonna he decides to punish the guy and so he goes to cut him down and the wife steps in, and he hits her instead mm-hmm. and then he's like I think he feels bad about it so then he's like well I'm gonna have mercy on you and not kill you and the guy's like well now it would be a mercy to, like what are you doing like just kill me and it's kind of like the same thing like Job's <laughs> Job's like thrown in this state of confusion and he's yeah. just like if you're if you are merciful, why was I ever born? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, just kill me now. Cause it's, uh, it's like this, this overwhelming grief of, of not, yeah. Of having all that hit you and confusion and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it's like, the same you,
0: thing when, when Christ is in the garden and says, let this cup pass from me, mm-hmm. but not yeah. my will, but your will. And it's also when he cries out on the cross, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? And it seems yeah. to be, um i wonder what you think of this it seems to be that
1: that it's like like the the suffering we go through that that
0: we don't understand makes us um or maybe it'd be better to say that as like we're we are being created still <laughs> god's still creating us yeah and sometimes that will experience that as uh terrible um like Im- imagine if uh if a piece of clay was sentient and then you started forming it and then you know you're pounding on it and then you you're forming it and you like you're pressing on it and you make it into a vase and then you throw it into the kiln and you're firing it you know or, or making anything like like these metaphors are all throughout scripture it's it's the threshing of the wheat it's the it's the you know being thrown into the fire and you know the uh you know is, is you like a if you're a blacksmith you're p- throwing the piece of metal in the fire and bringing it out and hammering it and throwing it back in the fire and taking it out and hammering it like like if <laughs> if that's you getting thrown in the fire and hammered on like that that experience is insane like yeah <laughs> you can't yeah. make sense you can't make sense of it. it It you you can only make sense of it in in retrospect and and that's that's usually what happens with people when when they've resolved a trauma that's happened um they'll be able to say something like yeah it was terrible uh i don't want to go through it again but i wouldn't i wouldn't uh I wouldn't um, remove it from my life because it helped make me who I am. Yeah. You know, and, and usually it's in terms of like, it's made me more empathetic for people. It's helped me help other people through similar circumstances. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you see, I think that's what God's doing anyway. He's like building a, he's building a connection from heaven to earth and where the, where the links
1: and yeah i think you're right
0: we're, we're that mediator i mean man is always said to be a mediator and so yeah. like the book of job is like the making of the mediator from the mediator's perspective and it's terrible
1: <laughs> yeah it's
2: terrible. <laughs> and wonderful think, all at the same time. yeah i think that's i think that's spot on when you guys because i remember it was early on in your in your things and uh your videos and my friend mitch will bring it up all the time oh i dropped mitch's name so i told him i Try to do it, it was just kind of a joke because he. But, it, but we gotta anyways, mention Cal kind of, too at some point, yeah, 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 uh, that's true. Cal couldn't be here because he didn't want to chug one of these, he's a zombie, his zombie state, yeah, so <laughs> anyway, um, but you mentioned so what you guys said was, uh, Job is linchpin, um, uh, in the Bible, and I think you're spot on when you say that. And Mitch often, I think, equates it being linchpin as in terms of, a, there's like this this thread of humility i don't know what it is the, this book like the book seems to be the most humbling book of the bible when i read it uh, it just kind of not in a bad way not in like i'm gonna god's gonna push you down and humble you it just kind of when you read it it kind of has this repose at the end of just like it's this humility and like a type of rest or something where you're like yeah where job says i've heard of you by the but se- now now my i've heard of you by the hearing of the ear now my eye sees you therefore i pour myself and i repent and dust snatches. but it's just kind of this like even when I read that, it just kind of seems like this, like, like this exhale of like, all right, like I'm I'm here now, and like, uh, I don't know, like a resolve or something. But I think the linchpin for me is the the mediator thing that that you just mentioned. I think that to me, that's the linchpin of the the why Job is is the linchpin of the Bible is because he's the one that cries out for a mediator, and he he's the one that himself is made a mediator between God Mm-mm. and man, like you said for his friends and for the empathy of, uh, all the other people, like, cause he, uh, he, he is despised and rejected by men. Job is, he says mm-hmm. that like, I'm, I'm cast out like my friends, my wife, like they don't want to have anything to do with me. And so now he's, uh, like he's the same as all those other people that are through. I mean, even if they are living wickedly, it's like, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's got one hand on both of them now, one hand yeah. on God and one hand on the, the people the the poor people suffering in the in the outskirts of society and everything
1: yeah, so yeah well it's... that's
0: like job in chapter i think it's 26 and 27 it's right before the poem wisdom on poem, the poem on wisdom um he in 26 he identifies with the oppressed he, and he's he's like he's like not only am i one of them but they make fun of me. (laughs) I'm like a, he's like, I'm the song that they sing when they're making fun of people. Um, and so he's like the oppressed of the oppressed. And then he talks chapter 27 is, is mind blowing and people don't know what to do with it because people think it's like a, like it shouldn't be attributed to Job because it sounds so backwards because he basically says, uh, let the wick let my enemy be as the wicked and then this is what the wicked suffer and then job starts to list everything that he's suffered and so he's basically saying that i have suffered the fate of the wicked um and and like i was puzzling over that i was like why why would like first of all like it's an it's an amazing chapter that he even like can go there that he's like he's like he doesn't get rid of the idea of the wicked and the righteous all he does is say he says to his friends he's like stop opposing me you're acting wickedly and this is what happens to the wicked <laughs> and then he lifts off your children will die you're you know everything like he's he just lifts off all the things that's already happened to him and so yeah. you're just sort of like job you're making the <sighs> argument that this stuff happens to the wicked and you're trying to defend but what he's what he's doing. Or what's happened to him is he's not doing anything. This has happened to him. He's like, I've suffered the fate of the wicked. i I can identify with the wicked. And then previously in the chapter, he's identified with the oppressed that the wicked are oppressing. And so he, he's like, he's lived, he can um he can identify with this vast swath of humanity. Yeah. Um yeah. from from the righteous oppressed to the to the wicked suffering for their wickedness and that's what makes him a mediator and and this i said this in the in the last podcast um but i think that's why god wants him to be the mediator is because what a you know if you have someone that's mediating between you and god let's say you want them to empathize with you right yeah Yeah, and so who's who's the best the the person that can empathize with you the most would be the best mediator for you. And, yeah. and that's what God is making. Like, that's what God is yeah. creating. He's creating the best mediator.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: for, for you. And yeah. And so,
1: you know, we think, you know, we, th- we think of, um, like God's trying to
0: reconcile himself to the world through job. He wants to reconcile himself to the oppressed. He wants to reconcile himself with the wicked, yeah, and he needs and he needs someone to stand in the middle. and yeah, that, that's that's yeah no that's that's why job gets gets chosen, you know, yeah both fortunately and unfortunately (laughs) yeah you just
2: like uh yeah yeah and yeah and i think you're spot on with that especially um especially if you take job like like you i'm like you've mentioned before as uh like you could even look at him the collective body of like the suffering servant and everything suffering yeah man because i think it is that kind of like that servant's not the right word either i don't think but kind of that that because i was about to relate that to the integrity but i guess in that sense of like the the servant that's going to cling to god like i'm i'm gonna still serve you i'm gonna follow your ways um but that they still suffer through it all and it's like we're all he has made them all like sheep to the slaughter and it's a gosh, i'm trying to think of how to tie all this in Like the mediator is given like the judgment almost because God knows he's gonna be merciful. He's gonna be forgiving. He's gonna Yeah, that's right. He's gonna he's gonna be empathetic. And so uh it's I think it gets at that truth on the mercy seat thing. It's like the integrity uh is sitting on his throne of mercy.
0: Right, that's right.
2: Yeah. And so it's like I think it's the same thing when Jordan Peters has something like truth nestled within love. It's like you're still holding to this truth and you're still not yourself kind of like just say well screw it all i'm just going to be wicked and let mm-hmm. us eat and drink for tomorrow we die like right. you're you're not going that way you're still holding on to your integrity the truth but it's in in this it's on a throne of mercy at this point where it extends mm-hmm. all the way he sees himself with the wicked now so it's like now the gates of hell are open it's like if that's right. where the wicked are it's like yep. well now he's just opened them and he's pulling them out mm-hmm. and i think yeah. And to me, that's, I think that's, yeah, that's like the whole story of the Bible, but that part you mentioned, that is like, that's one of the part that makes me cry too. And the, <laughs> um, the you well, know, it's Ezekiel and this, it's this yeah. verse in Ezekiel, and it kind of gets the same thing where God, it's just like, it makes me cry almost every time I read it. Cause God just says, so I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. And it's just that that part where like he's actually looking for someone yeah. like Job and he doesn't yeah. find someone and you're just like, Man, yeah, that, that gets me every every time. Yeah,
0: that's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's
2: he's searching for him. Yeah, and even the book of Lamentations, when you were talking about Job, it kind of reminded me of that too. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of him as well, because in the book of Lamentations it says like you've you've brought us to the lowest pit you brought us down here and it's like now the like i mean there's like it's like you said it's such an awful freaking thing when you're going through it but it's like there's such a blessing in that because then you're in the pit with the prisoners and then you can identify with them and then uh bring them god's love in those places Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah i think that's right and uh yeah I mean, and we see this happen you know to the
0: Jewish people throughout the Old Testament. It's just like they get they get exiled to Babylon and they ask like, why is this happening? You know, and part of the reason is there was corruption in their society, and that you know that they they had turned the the temple into um something that it wasn't supposed to be, there was you know a mechanical um religious thing it wasn't actually um no one was actually seeking god with their heart but but then the other part of it was is like was like god is making you into a people yeah not just any people but the people that will that will bring the messiah that will that will mediate between me and the rest of the nations like yeah yeah like like i mean that that that's clearly said to abraham it's just like like I'm going to bless you, and through you, I'm going to bless all the other nations. And so, the the Jewish people have this mediator role that they're that they're playing, and and part of the their success of doing that um, lies in the fact that they were, <laughs> you know, overrun by the Babylonians and thrown into exile, and then. You know, brought back, and then they had to like rebuild the walls and all that stuff. They've been through it all. They know, so yeah. that makes them the perfect mediator between God and the other nations as well. In this, in the same way that, you know, Job is a mediator for the for for his people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like yeah, he had like
2: the story of Israel. They've they've reached they've reached both heaven and earth like there's solomon's kingdom it's like they were at the pinnacle they're up in the heavens and then in babylon they're down in the lowest pit and they right uh, yeah like all the way from heaven to hell and and back (laughs) yeah yeah
1: it's fascinating
2: yeah and i kind of i often wonder if that's like uh if that's going to happen or, or has happened or is continuing to happen with christianity as well so i think that's what i was trying to get with the um that weird but in Romans 11 it's kind of like that and the Ezekiel 16 thing it's just kind of mm-hmm. like you uh when you see God saves the uttermost then you are able to like and it's just uh he's going to have mercy on all like if he can have mercy on me then i can have mercy on you and then he's having mercy on all because it is mm-hmm. it is through uh yeah it's like through through each man is how god's working like he he's he works you know they say when when did we see you jesus when did we see you like when did we not give you water when did we not give you and then the other people Mm -hmm. the the sheep and the goats parable or something and then they're like when when did we see you when did we actually feed you and he's like when you did it to the least of these Mm -hmm. my brethren you did it to me and the and the problem the the thing is like we're all brethren like there's that part with the what is that that parable jesus gives about oh this good samaritan and it says, this guy wanting to justify himself came and asked Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus gives that parable. And it's like, it's just all relative. Because if you trace it back, there is one son of God at the beginning, it's Adam. And then everybody in the middle is connected. And then there's one son of God at the end. And like you said, we're all being, we're continually being made right now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's the son of God. And then everybody in between is connected and there's the son of God at the end. And
1: it's like, they're
2: we're we're all brothers in in some way, and it's just
1: right. yeah yeah. So it's all it's all a uh, yeah you got to
2: it's that yeah it's that struggling with your brother I guess and having to come back to reconciliation and be and be uh, uh it it's this weird it's this weird tension though I I'm not try- quite sure what to make of it because it's like. It's like it almost makes love more and more the more you have to contend with with one another. Like my mom was, I was talking to my mom, I think it was last night, and she was talking about my nieces and nephews, so they're her grandchildren. And yeah. so I guess uh, the older one, Caitlin, was upset, um, and she said the younger one, Ava, was just sitting there with like a smirk on her face. So my mom was like, I knew that Ava did something. And then come to find out, I guess Ava had kicked her and then my mom was like, Ava, you need to go apologize to your sister. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And it's like, you don't. Like, you don't. Like, that's the, <laughs> that's like the struggling with the angel or something with Jacob yeah. and Isa. It's like, you don't want to wrestle with that. You don't want to go apologize and have to actually deal with reconciliation. I remember when I was little, my mom would do that with us. Like, sometimes we'd get in a fight and she'd make us hug until we... And I'm just yeah. like, it's the worst thing ever. You hate this person <laughs> right now. And you're like, I have to hug them. Like, I really... And sometimes I think about that too, even with heaven. I'm like, God, if I actually get mad at this person or actually despise this person, my luck, I'm gonna go to heaven and God's gonna make him my freaking neighbor. And I'm gonna have to deal with him every day until I get right All in my right, heart. Eternal hug. Yeah. I'm like until you're actually reconciled. And it's like, yeah, because everybody's everybody's a brother in some way. Everybody's connected to some degree. And uh Yeah. I don't know the other part. And this is uh something I'm still trying to work on, and maybe I don't know maybe you have some thoughts on it is a uh, even with i mean because i basically i kind of i basically believe in the repentance after death type thing or reconciliation through that um I think because of those passages about the 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 dead rising up in the judgment, so it's like right there and then the judgment happens, and so um it doesn't seem to be arbitrary there seems to be like there's there's a judgment, so there's probably a Uh, there's a, and in my head, I think there would be a a repentance as well or something, you know, Mm -hmm. before you get, so anyways, that's, I guess, kind of neither here nor there, but I think about um, even the people that I could say are cut off, um, like I could, I can think of like the most extreme examples or something, and think of Hitler or something and say, no man's gonna want to reconcile with that guy, Mm -hmm. but then I'm like, well, what about his mom? Like that just always gets me. I'm just like, what about, what about his mom? Like, was it this, like, there's this thing where I don't even know if it's the scripture, but I just remember this line and I don't even know what it's from. I thought it was in scripture. It might not be, but it says, I, I remember you and your youth. And I'm like, yeah. if there's just, uh, if I was that person's parent, I think to some degree you would always see him and be able to see them as a little child. As right. and then i'm like and then if i can remember them then it's like i can't forget them and then if i can't forget them you can't stop loving them and then that love's either gonna torment them eternally until they finally return to it yeah it's like i don't see how you get around that
0: yeah well i i, th- I think when you're trying to imagine someone as a, as a child like you're trying to like let's get into that integrity thing again. Like, what's that? What's that thing that, you know, people will betray their integrity. That's that's a problem. Like, I think yeah. that, that might be one of the foundational. You know, when we betray our integrity, like, what do you, what do you, what's there to rescue you? Like, you have to be brought back and 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 restored. It's it's sort of like a, you know, the whore Babylon. Like she's she has no integrity left but how, so how do you restore her you know to a virginal state again to, to having integrity and so like um it's why i think like it. it's you know it's mostly about you know it's mostly about healing rather than um punishment like and sometimes healing is painful and terrible, and it's the fires of hell. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that's that that the goal is not um, justice in some sort of you know some sort of weighing of the scales. That that justice is actually exactly what we see at the end of Job is the reconciliation. Yeah. That's real justice is when. I think George McDonald says when enemies are turned into friends, that's, that's when, you know, so, yeah, yeah, I think, I think a lot of our, you know, framing, framing the gospel in terms of, um, you know, a punitive process, you know, or uh, in terms of like, in terms of just a legal process is, is not, you know, there's probably ways that it could be helpful but I think fundamentally it, it it kind of misses the bigger picture of what actually is happening. Um, we get so caught up in like the payment and forgiveness of sins that, that we kind of lose track of like what God, what is God doing in the first place? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and it, it seems to be like um, in order for, in order for things to have real being in order, you know, they they have to be separated from God in a sense. So because like, if they're hundred percent part of God, then they're just, it's just part of God. It's not something else. Yeah. You know? And so the way I think about it is like, there has to be a, a withdrawal of God. So imagine God's everywhere at once. Like he's just infinite. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now in, in order for anything to have any kind of, identity outside of that infiniteness there has to be a space that's made so there's like a withdrawal that's like and then and then something else could have their sort of own being but you know it's a partial being it's not totally separate because it's like they get their being because that's what god pours out to them gifts gives them and so like i I just imagine like a like a like a (laughs) A sphere of it's the void yeah and and then god like pours himself into the void and then um that's that's creation is is all the things that will have multiplicity to them and they all have their identity like they all have their source in god but god in a sense both fills everything but yet also is withdrawn so everything has its own being all at the same time there's this balance because if it's the balance between multiplicity and unity because too much unity and nothing has its own identity, too much yeah. multiplicity and there's nothing keeping it together. So that's why love is so important It's because it's it's that which binds everything yeah. together without everything just either falling apart or, um, you know.
2: Yeah, it's like the yeah, the or you could say the, the chaos and order like you said unity multiplicity you could kind of say Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah like because if you have too much multiplicity it's just kind of all chaos and nothing's held together and then too much unity and everything's just like
0: yeah it'd be like order or something like a i use the example of a bike like um so if you have a bike yeah if it's all working right it's like the perfect balance of multiplicity and unity because the wheels are separate and like the gears yeah. are a little bit separate so that they can turn and move. And like the bike has a purpose. And like if, if the bike has too much unity, like say you put it into like a, a car crusher and you smash it into a cube,
1: like, yeah, yeah, you
0: have greater unity, but now it's not a bike anymore. It's it lost its purpose. And then yeah. also the same thing is if like you take the parts and you just throw them along the street, you have, you know, you have greater multiplicity, but you still lost the bike. And, yeah. And you know, in order for the bike to be a bike, there has to be like the the these balances that that are made. Um, and oh,
2: that's a that's a really good way of describing it.
0: So so, but I, you know, I I kind of had a personal experience with with God kind of withdrawing from me, not because of sin, but just because He wanted. It it was right when I was going uh i was trying to make a decision about college or going into ministry and stuff um and and god kind of spoke like god spoke to me and sort of made it known that he was gonna withdraw for a while just <laughs> and just so i could like it it wasn't you know often we talk about god's presence being near us and then if we sin we push him away and then the way we get god back is we is we repent and and you know but but i had an experience where it had nothing to do with sin it was just God withdrew yeah and it was kind of a difficult time but it was like the 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 thing he kind of told me was that um
1: because, because I said to him, I said, "You're, uh, you're leaving me, aren't you?"
0: And and he was like, "Yeah, but you'll get to know me better in the long run." So, uh, and that's the case. Like it's true. It took years <laughs> to, to finally wow. kind of like see that fulfilled. I mean really was it was like fifteen years between when I could finally wow. say like, "Oh yeah, that's true and even that af- you know even after that i would be like, you know you'd still pray for God's presence and seek him in prayer and stuff. It wasn't like it was devoid of church or you know other disciplines or whatever, but it was it was really a type of withdrawal and and i I think it's in that same sort of way it's like it's like God used it to make me
1: well and into like you know give me an identity and so yeah that's man
2: there's this line in a it's a, like an old christian metal band or whatever but there's um uh, he says in an old what, christian what it's like i like a christian metal like uh, i don't know if you ever listened to this but it's like is that a genre it's like, oh, like christian christian hardcore band I you said
0: metal and i was like i was like what's what's christian what's a christian metal i was trying to think oh, of like no, some physical
2: object <laughs> i said i said band but yeah i guess band could be anything though yeah so i don't know I don't, but yeah but there's this line that says um what good is the whole world when i promise no tomorrows i only promise your tomorrows will never take you past my palm and it's always that last i love that last line i I promise your tomorrows will never take you past my palm. And that kind of reminded me of what yeah, you're saying, cool. where God's like, He withdraws from you. Um, gosh, like 15 years you said, but it's like somehow you're always in the palm of His hand, and you're still, yeah, in this, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it. It also reminded me of because you. I mean, I think you go through those times where it's like, a, it's it, where you feel like you're scratching and clawing just to find, him. and it's like just. Everything's yeah dark. for sure everything's dark and um and you just i remember praying that one time it was a few years ago and i was just like uh i had my like just my wick is low just like keep it burning like I, like it's just like it's about to go out like i don't know what to do um but uh, that verse in acts came to mind it says so that they might so that they should seek the lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us and it just kind of reminds me of that. Like, you just feel like you're groping. Yeah, that's right. Like nothing, blindly. And then it's, then he says, and he's not far from it. But you're like, it sure feels like it, though. Sometimes,
1: yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we're just, we don't see it. And so God just waits until we do. And he's patient. Like, he'll just wait. You know, just like what you're talking about at the beginning with the prodigal son. He'll just wait for the prodigal to come back. He's not in any hurry, and when the yeah. prodigal comes back, he'll run and greet him, and you know all that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah,
2: I think you're right too with the finding your identity because, it, like, it takes a it takes a fall or something. Well, in your case, it doesn't even sound like a fall. I mean, that's really
1: yeah,
0: my that's case like heart wrenching. this is why <laughs> I think sin isn't a problem for God because sin yeah. actually acts in that same way. It can be a fall away from God and. ideally it's not it's not good but but god uses it so so it's like i god doesn't want me to sin and fall away from him but if i did god will use it
1: yeah
0: i'll be like all right this is the way we're going this is what we're doing now and i'll Uh, shape you
2: from it and yeah yeah it's the goats
0: the goats go that way they're just like yeah it's the kid that's like i'm not saying sorry all right, let's do this.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what yeah. we're doing now. But in the long run, like you said, I mean, it's, it, it forms your identity. It forms who you are. Yeah. And, and God withdrawing from you is like... A, um, I liked how you mentioned that he like creates a space, though, um, because I think it might have been Nate Heil that, and Jed. At one time when I was talking to them, they said uh, forgiveness makes space. And it's like, yeah. he, like he withdraws, um, and it's like he takes away... It's not that the truth is taken away or something, but it's like it's still there. But he just like encap- encapsulates you in the state, the space of forgiveness, so you can have all this room to find your identity or something. Uh, I I don't really know. Well, that at, that space
0: then... where identities are formed, that's a womb.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I and mean, this that, whole universe is like
1: that.
0: It's, yeah, that's the wisdom yeah. of God. Is is the, the that's Sophia. It's there before they found found there before the foundations of creation it's i mean it's also christ this is the this is the primary aspect of christ before he's incarnate it's the wisdom
2: but um yeah that's so fascinating just looking at things that way too because it scales up i think i think you you and cherry mentioned that before like it's just wombs like all the way up (laughs) because like then then you can even zoom out and you look at the universe and it's like yeah, it's like well, the universe is like just all this, this big ocean basically, this big space ocean, and you have this seed or this logos, this earth, yeah. right in the middle of it, and it's like, yeah. what, the, what the heck's gonna happen? Like further <laughs> up and further in, I don't know, but that's yeah, right. it's yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But uh, that's how God remember. makes things. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, yeah the fall. Um, sorry, the the identity thing. The one thing that came to mind too is I've you seen the Sandlot?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's because you said i don't think god has a problem with sin and i don't think he does either um because there's this there's a scene in that and she's like it's before he's making all his friends and he's in his room playing with his tinker things you know and it fires and it like hits the mom in the forehead or something and yeah. he's like and he says something like um he says face it mom i'm always just going to be an egghead and she's like, "Well, you'll always be an egghead with an attitude like that." And then she tells her son, "Like this is the advice she gives him: is like go out in the world, get into trouble, like make yeah. friends, like break the rules." And yeah. I'm just like, "I think there's, there, there is that in God where He's just like, like, like He wants to tell the other son, not the prodigal son. He's like, yep. go out, like, yeah. experience life, like find yourself."
0: Yeah, because yeah. what is, like,
2: the older brother,
0: the the older brother. Like after the prodigal comes back, the older brother's all resentful to the father. It's like, why are you doing this? And, yeah. you know, and the father says, well, your brother was dead. Now he's alive. We've got to celebrate. And the and the older brother was like, you never even let me and my friends have a party. You never let us have a goat so that I could have a party with me and my friends. And his dad's like, you never asked. <laughs> you know, like You didn't, you never asked. You, like everything face. i have is yours you could have had anything you wanted and you never yeah, yeah. even asked he's like face, son you're just head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like you could have, because he was so worried like he can i don't know i imagine that he's so worried he doesn't want to ask because that's what the younger son did because he asked yeah. for his inheritance which was wrong to do you yeah, shouldn't yeah. have done that so he but he he like makes the other choice where he's like i'm not going to ask for anything and that's yeah. the wrong choice, too, because you don't get to know your father that way.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. And I don't think, and it's weird, like, I don't think we'd sit here and justify, like, going out and spending <laughs> your money on harlots is the right thing to do. But it's weird <laughs> that the, that, uh, yeah, it just, I was thinking about this, I was talking about this yesterday. I was trying to get this idea, because it seems to be just this pattern of the blessing skipping the firstborn. It's like the firstborn is so... uh orderly or something that the blessing seems to skip him and it falls to the second the the second one who goes out and makes all the problems because the promise he finds that the promise is is not about the works or anything it's Mm -hmm. like like Jacob was the deceiver and he he's the one that ended up uh yeah like wrestling with his brother to where he had to get forgiveness from him and then it's like that that's the promise it's this love that that goes deeper than all the all the tension between us, all the you wanting to kill me, me stealing yeah. your, like your blessing. You know? It's like yeah. there's there's this love, this connection that runs deeper than that, and that's like that's the, the blessing that I think that the second born finds in the in the pig's pen, in the belly of hell, in all these places. It's like mm-hmm. something something like that. It's yeah, it seems to be this this pattern, and it's not that it's not. The interesting thing it's like yeah like the father says it's not that it's not there for the, the older son like it's always there and he's always standing on it it's just like you didn't see it like <laughs> so,
1: <yeah>. <laughs> what <laughs> do you think all this is something. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah um yeah matthew Peugeot was talking about that did you watch the video of him and peterson yeah yeah he was talking yeah. about the the first or was it because I watched one with him with uh Jordan Peterson and then I watched one with Tammy Peterson and I forget I, which... yeah
2: I watched both two and I can't
1: remember what it was either but it's he was like talking about Switch, the
0: firstborn but... and how the firstborn doesn't have any time he's got to make decisions right now because like he's he's yeah. got he's gotta there's a there was a sense of time where the the older son just needed to make decisions to keep things ordered and and you know a problem would come up he would have to act now he doesn't he doesn't yeah. have time where the second born always had time to think and then could come up with something else later or not. It wasn't, yeah. he didn't have the responsibility of doing the things that the firstborn had. And so there's something, something to that where like, Yeah.
2: He doesn't like the identity's not weighing uh, the, his father's house and his father's identity isn't weighing as heavy on the shoulders or something. Like yeah. It's something it's not, like that. Yeah. Yeah that's interesting yeah and it's god it's just crazy that's what i mean it's just insane how it works that's why uh it, it's insane how the redemption and the reconciliation works because it's just like the 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 firstborn you could say falls in error i don't even know that he doesn't even have to fall in error he could live perfectly right just like do everything right and it's like um he just doesn't he just might miss it or just not see it
0: yeah that, then, well that's what happens to the older son the older yeah. son doesn't thin, and he yeah. still doesn't understand his father. Mm-hmm.
1: Like both, and, just... and,
0: and even the younger son doesn't understand his father because he comes back. He says, "Maybe I could." All he does is when he's in the pig pen, he know he remembers that his dad was kind to the servants, and he's like, "Maybe I could be a servant."
1: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's
0: that's his hope, is is that my dad's kind to the servants? I could maybe be a servant, and and the dad like reestablishes him as a son again like both of them totally they don't understand their father. Yeah. Both yeah. of them miss it. They they uh but the younger son des- definitely understands him better because the older yeah. son's resentful in the yeah, end. Yeah. Like that Yeah. You know, that's that's that, the son is, that that needs to be told like go out and get in trouble.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's a but it's like even even if he does not I think it's through when the younger son uh hits the the pig's pen and then finds finds his father's love like still waiting for him um then it's like I think that's what it means in in Romans when it says through the mercy shown you, God will have mercy on all it's like the younger right. the second born uh receives the blessing receives the mercy, receives the promise that's like just this just the love of God and then it's it comes through him and then it goes back to the first born and then just mm. like Finds everything back together. What is that part? I'm trying to find it really quick. Uh, 11.
0: It's like the story of Joseph. Joseph does that.
2: Yeah. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were disobedient to God, you have now obtained mercy through their disobedience. Even so, these also... Have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy for God has committed them all to disobedience that he have might mercy that He might have mercy on all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah yeah, I like that you brought up Joseph too. yeah, that's a uh, he, he's the savior of his brethren. Um,
0: yeah, he suffers in order to end up being in that mediator
2: place too, yeah, that's fascinating. and he's also I've also wondered about that I haven't spent. Nearly it's like a fleeting thought that went through and I never spent any time with it. But I wonder if there's some way where he's like a mediator with uh, Egypt as well. Um, like he even he stretches down to Egypt and
0: the god the God mediates to Egypt?
2: Yeah, well like Joseph is kind of um because he's uh he has two children in Egypt as well. So now he's like got a connection there. And so um well, it's something like that. in the there seems to be this weird and this just might be the way my mind thinks, but Egypt seems to be, uh, I don't know, there seems to be a different symbolism going on with it, within each of these nations. Mm-hmm. And Egypt seems to be kind of like a, I think in my mind, it kind of, I conceptualize it as, as almost like uh, materialism or just like, because I think in Ezekiel, he calls Egypt, your very fleshy neighbors. So just kind of, uh, yeah, just the things, not, not, I guess, just the things that are, because I mean, if you look at ancient Egypt, obviously they worship gods, but if you're Mm -hmm. like, I think the story of the Bible, it's kind of like they, uh, what does it say? Um, The land uh, of Canaan receives water from heaven. So it receives Mm -hmm. blessing from God, but the land of Egypt, it says they, they, it's like associated with toil. Like they water their land by foot. Like they go get it from the river and bring it Mm -hmm. back. And it's a, it's kind of like this very more earthly, I guess, more material, and so, but then right. there's a that makes a connection sense. a connection between Joseph and and uh, and Canaan in that way, that the two lands. How does it he's con- got he's got one foot in both almost. Oh Sorry, right. Were, were you asking?
0: No, I was just at. No, you answered it. Oh, I, okay. I was I was thinking about. There's such a weird verse, like after all the plagues of Egypt. Okay, so, um.
1: Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I can't. I don't even know if I remember it right. It was something like when, um, so the people. Is it right after the plagues? Oh, I don't remember what it.
0: If I, I can't remember. I probably <laughs> didn't remember it wrong too, but it was something, something about like, like, God went out with the Israelites out and along with them came all the other like came there were foreigners that came with oh, them too but then like yeah. the other gods came like it, but it was like the heavenly host went with them as well
1: oh whoa, well, that's fascinating i don't yeah. know
0: but i may be remembering it wrong um so
2: no, i mean i think you're probably right i don't know if uh i know it says a mixed multitude goes out with them but i think there's they reference it in other parts of the bible too so you could even be remembering it from another part because I think it. There's other parts where it'll like you know give a recap or something. It'll be like they came out of Egypt and they brought. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a. It might be the prophets because there's one. There's one of the prophets where he mentions. I remember he mentions like while they're in the wilderness after they come out of Egypt, they were serving these other gods. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Actually, I'm not gonna remember it either. So I mean, I think I think you're right because I think it does allude allude to that in this in one of the prophets. Because like, didn't like mind. Egypt
0: started start declining in its and in its influence and stuff once this happened, like after for how I mean was Egypt still like a world power for? Oh, I don't
1: know,
0: thousand years? Yeah, ago? probably. I
2: don't, I don't know history. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't
0: know. <laughs> now we're out of our depths. Yeah, yeah.
2: We can just no, speculate yeah. from here on
1: yeah yeah
2: but it's a i mean it's kind of like i don't know there's it's interesting because it seems like there's this uh yeah i mean they kind of experience that if if egypt is kind of like this materialism or very fleshy neighbors or very yeah
1: yeah.
2: Uh, it's a kingdom of like as he says their horses are horses of flesh and not spirit or something in Isaiah. so then like when you come out of that uh you go through like the red sea it's like this birth and then you're just in the wilderness and it's like the things of the earth are just you don't engage in them as much or even if you do it's like there's no they're, they're not yeah. as like you now have a trans trend like you a transcendent perspective or something and it's like you got to walk go through this walk through the wilderness where you before you can yeah the, well that's kind of what
0: initiation ceremonies are about well and even it's about like you know we're even in like our christian stuff we're born physically and then we have to be born again in the spirit yeah like yeah, like there's this idea of like, um, the material is like our mother, it's what we're yeah. born out of, but then we we almost have to uh, cause cause initiations like a lot of initiation rituals will be, the the purposes is to take the young men out from the care of their mothers and into uh, the the service with the other men in the tribe, and so there there's usually an initiation to mark that cutoff and sometimes it's even like fairly traumatic like they take them out and bury them in a cave and then take them to the woods and and leave them for a week and then they come back and (laughs) then they welcome them back in the tribe and now they're men instead of and the and the the trauma actually serves as like because the bond between mother and child are so is so strong that you have to like mark it and cut it off Otherwise, you'll get that devouring mother thing or overprotective mother thing, and then they won't actually become a man. Yeah. Um, And so, so you have to have that cutoff. And there seems to be that, that like the material world is our mother. And Uh like we, we love our mother, and our mother loves us in a sense. But in order for us to actually become people, there has to be like a cutoff. And I think that's actually kind of what suffering and trauma does in our life too, is it, is it kind of make, it puts a distance between us and the world, you know, and that can be, that can be bad in a way because it can be too traumatic. And then you're too cut off from everything because like, not only is there, is that cut off, you know, you're, you're. Sent away from your mother but you're also welcomed back into the tribe in some way and so if you have an experience where you're cut off from like the earthly but you're not welcoming into a spiritual family like when you're born of the spirit well then you're some sort of orphan expected to survive on their own and you can't so like you just have this trauma and you have never been accepted into like a spiritual i don't know if that makes sense but
2: no i think but, it does i think it kind of yeah i think it does because like if you have a mixed multitude go out with israel it's like uh because if you actually went out with them i'm just thinking that like if you i think it's the times where you kind of feel like on the outside of the church too or something if you ever felt like that or like
1: mm-hmm. or you feel
2: sure. like a, or you feel like a heretic or something and it's yeah. like well i'm like you're still kind of out in the wilderness that somewhere and it's like you're not yeah. really in the uh you're you're part of it but you're not at the same time yeah and it's it is kind of traumatizing. I don't know. It's a, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I think that that's sometimes necessary, um, in for in terms of mediating too, where you're, God's trying to put you a foot in both places, but, and it feels awful for the time. So that yeah, is interesting. You, well, because
0: you can't be hostile towards your mother. Like that's yeah, not yeah. right either. Like you have yeah. to be reconciled to her, her to her in a new way. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with us in like the physical world we can't necessarily be hostile but we can't necessarily go back to like our childlike sort of dependence
1: yeah that kind of thing
0: and and so it's yeah
1: yeah yeah because like i
0: I think materialism kind of well it's weird because like i guess materialists we try to rule over um Mm -hmm. the you know the The material world rather than and then but then people go the other direction where they're like they're like new agey and stuff which seems to be more like a regression back into some sort of Uh, childlike state Mm -hmm. with with the material world rather than i don't know to be unified in love somehow i don't know
2: yeah it's like a marriage like like first first she's eve like mother earth is eve and then you grow up and then it's like and she has to uh because i don't know i don't want to say mary but it's like you got to grow up and you got to get married to her or something and uh because there's like there's eve and there's hagar which is like egypt and it's like the because it calls egypt the house of bondage so it's like i think just being stuck and bound in the state of materialism Mm. where your 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 dependency becomes becomes solely on that or something like even with the for me it's easiest to see uh in like in forms of like medications now or something like that where like uh sometimes like they're useful and they're helpful and they're you say god-given because god provides through the earth but then uh when it binds you down and then you're like stuck and you can't get out or something and it's like then it's the house of bondage it's kind of like the evil stepmom in cinderella or something like yeah you're like yeah you become a slave to egypt or something like that right and then uh and so there's like, I don't know, there's these different mothers in there. Then you have the the Whore of Babylon, which is like this consuming mother or something. And it's trying to get, you begin with Eve, with this Mother Earth, you're talking about this materialism that just provides for you. And then then you have to exit it and go through this wilderness trauma type thing and then kind of be married, uh, mm-hmm. to, married back to Eve or something in a sense. And, uh, right. Instead of, yeah. Instead of the regression, like you're talking about, and going back and being a child. Right. This part in Bambi, gosh, this line always stood out to me because there's not much dialogue in, him, in the movie Bambi, but it's when his mom dies. And then his dad just shows up, and all his dad says to him is, Your mother can't be with you anymore. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's just It's so freaking awful. It reminded me of like the initiation thing, though. It's just like, All right, yeah. there she goes. Well, like, that happens so
0: much in Disney movies, is one of the parents die or yeah. both the parents are dead and that's yeah. kind of, that's like a that trauma that cuts you off from from the world that that helps make you into an individual but
2: yeah yeah, um, yeah i think at lion king you kind of see the regression you're talking about when he goes to the Akuna matata yeah. extreme and he's like screw all the responsibility i'm going back to just like yep. the the oasis and yeah yeah, I think that's the regression about, you know, the new age regression or something. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting.
0: But I don't know if there's any way to avoid it because, like, you see, like in all the stories, like Moses after he kills the Egyptian, like goes to Midian for forty years. Joseph, yeah. you know, gets thrown in the well, and then he spends all those years in Egypt before his family he's reunited with his family. Then David, he he gets chased off, and wilderness. he's wandering around. Uh, yeah, yeah. Job, like everyone follows that like and then then jesus uh at the beginning of his ministry he he goes 40 days and 40 nights um fast in the wilderness and is tempted by satan um yeah yeah you see that sort of like i don't think there's any any
2: avoidance yeah i don't think so either i think the thing with all those two is that they come back too though it's like yeah in the lion king in the lion king he nala goes to get him and he like didn't want to come back he's like no i'll just like if moses would have stayed in midian and just been like no screw it all, i'm not gonna go back or or jesus didn't actually go to jerusalem he's like "No, oh, i'll just go
1: through yeah, the wilderness right.
2: and i'll go i'll just stay in the woods and not yeah, even, yeah, you have I to don't. come back yeah yeah it's uh, you have to come back and yeah like be married to the and that's the that bride, and something. that's that
0: Recon- like a, a new like there's been a transformation that's happened and then there needs to be a new integration or reconciliation between everything again
2: oh yeah that's a nice thing. because that's like
0: cool. because david you know he's anointed king but then he gets exiled basically and then when saul dies he comes back and then he he has to come back as king um and you know yeah. same with like moses moses he was trying to help his people he kills the egyptian and that, that doesn't go well so he goes into exile to midian 40 years and then he comes uh, back as a deliverer like yeah like what <laughs> yeah that's crazy <laughs> like yeah. that it is crazy yeah and then job job loses everything goes through this period of suffering comes back as the mediator yeah, Joseph is second in charge of Egypt after his.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you kind of wonder—you even wonder about the prodigal son too. He's probably going to be a, a mediator of that uh
0: mediator to his older brother.
1: Yeah, and and the father okay.
2: be like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It seems to yeah, that's it's the story of creation. I guess I don't know the story of creation and reconciliation, and it's like I think that is a. Yeah, the suffering servant it's the cross and everything that you know is a uh, in order for creation to be possible you have to have that that space already prepared like you're talking about that has to be already this this thing has to be accomplished or prepared or uh, made ready for creation because in the yeah. creation it has to find its own identity otherwise it's just gonna end up uh fracturing or something or yeah like it's gonna be it's yeah you don't want something just being 100 percent yourself it's like it has to be something new and then but then once it's something new then it's it's gone from the one to the two and how do you bring it back into the one again and it's that
0: i think it's uh, through love and then you're still you still have the one and the two you don't lose anything
2: yeah 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 i yeah i think
1: think you have the unity
0: and the
2: and the two as well yeah yeah and it works on every level and so it's like that's this Oh yeah it's just insane insane and then it's insane because like the more it happens the more love grows and it's like if god's love then god just keeps getting bigger and bigger through his creation
1: yeah. through
2: yep. his, his pattern of like fallen redemption it's like he just keeps growing bigger and bigger
1: yeah it's, it's amazing yep
2: i got a question for you though now that i've brought up a few do you have a favorite disney movie
1: i like
0: robin hood nice um and it's got a great soundtrack yeah i just remember as a kid i watched that movie like a thousand times nice and then i mean i do like um well i don't know the other movies i watched when i was a kid a lot i watched lion king and let's see i watched a lot of little mermaid but i never really liked that movie I don't know why I watched
2: it so many times. What's That's your, funny. your favorite Disney movie? Yo, you like Fox a, and the Hound. I love Fox and the Hound. My favorite's always been Jungle Book though for some reason. I don't oh, know. I've always like yeah, always liked that since I was a kid, yeah. 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 But I love it. yeah, I love Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound and uh, Pinocchio. It's just weird how like you can pull so much out of those stories though. Like Pinocchio there's just so much. It's like it's got the whole almost like the whole story of the bible kind of embedded in it with mm-hmm. that you know he's made like adam a thing of the material yeah, play yeah. And then he's got to go through this whole process of yeah being born again um
1: and made then yeah fox,
2: yeah and fox and the hound is kind of that like i just i think that one's it's probably one of my favorites now just because i hated it when i was little because it just made me sad all the time <laughs> and i like it's it so sad when i watched it but then i'm like it just it's like this return to childlikeness like they're they're finding forgiveness again for each other and yeah that.
0: there's that innocent stage and then they grow up and they have to they become separate yeah and then they have to find a way back together again
2: yeah and it's through this yeah through love through forgiveness right. at the and it's self self-sacrificial too is what i love like that the, yeah. the bear is trying to kill the dog and so the fox risks his life to save him and then yeah. the hunter is going to shoot the fox and so the dog steps in front and it's just right. like laying down your life for your friend type thing
0: yeah yeah it's that's that was a good, good video that you made of that i remember that
2: thanks man thanks that's a good the other video. one
0: I, I watched a lot was sword in the
2: stone really yeah that one's like really? that one was kind of off my like i don't know why that, that i watched it when i was little but not that often you got any any goodies from that one um
0: i'd no, have to that. I that watching it a lot
1: i remember there it, was it's, one part it's got the merlin
0: and then oh the, because there's the thing is like the the boy ends up becoming king Arthur. Cause there's the sword and the stone and the the king should be able to pull the sword out of the stone. Yeah. You know, all this gets back to integrity. <laughs> we have got right back to it because <laughs> like uh, the, the rightful King who's pure of heart will be able to pull the sword out of the stone. But that, did, that's not even the point of the movie though. The, the, the whole movie is about. um. Uh, Arthur is, is like a, he's trying to become a knight. He's like this skinny little kid and he's like serving this knight who's kind of like an idiot and then merlin finds him and and merlin's like this goofy dopey wizard (laughs) and he's like trying to teach the little squire about life and and ends up like they just go on like these little adventures like he's like he's like let me teach you about whatever and they he turns them into a squirrel so they become squirrels for the day and then like it's so one of the, it's so sad because like this, this, uh, female squirrel, like they're speaking English back and forth, but they can't talk to the squirrels still. So they don't know squirrel language. So the squirrels are making squirrel noises. <laughs> so This female squirrel like falls in love with, with him. And then, and, and is like chasing him around. He's like, Merlin help. And Merlin's like, ah, love. <laughs> and finally, like Merlin, uh, like, so the, the female squirrels like got him in like a hug and is like, cuddling up next to him and then and then merlin changes him back into uh into arthur and uh and like the squirrel's still like hugging onto him and like opens his her eyes and like sees it and she's like right and she doesn't know what to do she's oh, like what that yeah it's so sad and Aww, this is, sad. is like the and he's like he's like I, I told you i'm a boy and, and she's <laughs> like she's like almost in tears like running back up the tree and 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 Merlin was like loves the most powerful thing in the universe <laughs> and oh. then Arthur's like more powerful than gravity? He's like yeah. than gravity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But the whole oh, thing that's...
0: is Merlin's trying to educate him cuz he's he hates that he's like this stupid squire for this dumb knight. Oh. And then, uh And then he just by chance at the end of something, he goes and he pulls the sword out of the stone. And that's like how the movie ends.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch that one.
0: I'm surprised I remember that much of it, but it's a good one. I haven't seen it for years and years.
2: Yeah. I like the old ones. I, I don't keep up with the new ones quite as much. So I don't really know, but um, the old movies are just, there's so much, so much in those stories. They're so good, yeah, yeah. I need to I need to revisit them. I like the time length too on them, so it's like they're just usually a little bit over an hour. So it's like I don't, yeah. I usually can keep my attention or something too, and I can get through it. And they're beautiful too. Like watching Bambi, I was just like, man, the watercolor paintings in that are just like the backgrounds gorgeous. and stuff. Those guys were yeah. artists, man. Yeah, they it's, were so good. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yep. Yeah. All right. I got to get going here. Yeah, we've been going for a while. But thanks so much, man. This Yeah, thanks for talking. Yeah, anytime. I guess we'll try to do this uh, Friday, right? Yep. Again, if if that
0: works. Sherry will be available. Sherry and
2: Cal. Cal, Kalia. But thanks for talking because I was
0: wanting to talk to you about some of this stuff. I'm glad we got a chance to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, we'll do it again, too. I I Um, really like digging into this.
0: I can send you a link. Do you want a link to download it?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I can, uh, if I throw it on my channel, I'll link yours as well. And so we can, if people see it on okay. mine, they can think of hopefully subscribe to yours or something. I'd yeah. like to try to, I'll try to direct them more to yours. Cause I like it. I feel like it's more helpful when all the comments are in one place. So I might let you post it for a few days first or something and then okay. and then do that. And so then, uh, maybe more of the comments will, that way people are more kind of connected to the, it's not a scattered, I guess, but
0: yeah, that sounds good.